Welcome to Money Talks with me, Gerald, Mr. G. Mwandiambila. I'd like to thank everyone who is subscribing to our podcast and the great feedback we've been getting so far. And obviously, I can only be encouraged and hope that we get better in time and improve from strength to strength. Today's topic is actually a topic which was motivated and voted on by listeners to this particular podcast, and the topic of the day is black tax. Before we dig into the black tax topic, perhaps we can start with a definition of what most people understand black tax to be. Now, I often call black tax a family responsibility amount which you pay out of your income every month. Um, People have given it the tax label which often gives it negative connotations because you've got two negatives. Black which often is associated with a lot of negative things. Black magic, black potions, black evil. Um, And then you call it a tax on top of that. So you've got two. It's a double negative. And hence you're starting to get a lot of resistance in terms of the younger generation and the millennials resisting this black tax because it's been painted as a real big negative now i have a different um viewpoint in terms of what it really is and how and why we should be looking at taking it seriously in terms of managing our finances and our families The reason why a lot of young people are resisting or not keen on black tax or have started to rebel against this black tax is simply because people want to get ahead in a competitive environment in a competitive society where jobs are difficult to get and everybody's fighting to get up that corporate ladder it seems to be a great hindrance for young people when they have to provide for parents extended family and siblings and siblings children and obviously this um, a lot of people feel you know puts them back and it does in certain ways because black tax does come with a lot of emotional baggage because it is an emotional thing and black tax often is um, put on young people as a, a type of psychological blackmail where people almost say look you know you owe it to the family but the young people are simply saying these days we didn't ask to be born we didn't choose to be in this place why should we look after a great deal Um, of people and why should we focus on them now the arguments will never end in terms of should we or should we not be in that position where we're looking after extended family and providing for them i think the the real thing we should be discussing here is where is our cultural responsibility lying in terms of us understanding that as africans this is how we have always lived and i think the argument i always like to give is that we used to live in what we call a commonwealth environment and the commonwealth african setup was that everyone lived in a single crawl in different huts but all our cattle all our grain was kept in one place and we almost banked it together and created this commonwealth culture and in that commonwealth culture if someone was to get married in the village you'd simply take grain or take cattle from the crawl and it will be replaced over time and it worked very well because we were confined to a single location the black tax really started to become a challenge when you started getting people leaving Um, the common crawl or the common place of living and adopting a western value system which is driven by money and not necessarily 
the barter trade which the african society knew now once you move away from the nuclear setup in terms of living in the single household you create immediate financial pressures on yourself because suddenly you have two households to maintain and by having two households to maintain often this starts to put pressure on those who have been the first to to really make it in inverted commas from the family and they feel the pressure in terms of providing for those who have been left behind. And that's where I come in, in terms of saying you need to take a different mindset in terms of how you view this so-called black tax. Because if you take it with a negative connotation that it's something that holds you back, you will always and forever be have begrudgingly providing and helping out the family. I think it goes without question that family is important to all of us and that in terms of our responsibility to extended family, it's something we, we ought to do. It's who we are. It's in our de cultural DNA. I think what the young people who are rebelling against it now need to do is to take a positive spin on it in terms of saying, let's start using the whole family setup with a wealth creation mindset and what do i mean there i'm really talking about um, a scenario where instead of simply sending money every month for the family to survive or to meet bills and school fees etc you start saving up a certain amount which you seed as capital for something you're putting in and wanting to vest out in the future so i'm talking about start investing in your family so instead of giving them food instead of giving them you know school fees money rather give them opportunities to start earning an income for themselves and it can be done i think there's a number of ideas i can throw at you um through this podcast so you start looking at it from that point of saying let's empower our families as opposed to disenfranchise them by actually providing for them just with cash because that does create that vicious circle which we know as black tax um it's also been coined and known as the sandwich generation the people who are looking after their parents whilst at the same time looking after their children so if you take a positive spin on it it suddenly starts to sound not as bad as most people would think about it because if you take a positive spin on the whole black tax equation you start thinking you know okay how can i empower my family how can i get them out of this vicious circle and how can i create other people like myself who can provide for the family at large um i also have a challenge for those who feel pressured by black tax in terms of saying sometimes it's the decisions we make financially which end up um, biting us in, in terms of the in terms of us feeling the pressure of looking after our extended family and i'll give you an example i mean we most of us grew up in that household where we're in our grandmother's house or our parents house all of us living in one house now the moment you finish university the moment you graduate most of us made that decision consciously to move out and moving out you move out to the suburbs and automatically you create yourself a new um, financial burden by taking up a car loan because you need the car to go to work and you also need money to pay for your new household now that already 
you know that decision of moving out is one which i'm starting to challenge people to say why did you do it why did you move out was it absolutely necessary to leave the family perhaps it makes more sense for you to hang around in that family home for a, a couple of years because you're single you're not yet um necessarily uh, in that position where you need to provide for a family or are married and why don't you save for those two three four five years before you leave the family environment And by staying in the family environment, you can actually save a little bit more money and move out when you can afford to actually take up some of those liabilities. Now, note, I never said that when you've graduated, when you've finished um, tertiary education, you cannot buy a car. No, I never said that. I said you don't need to get the apartments. You don't need to stay far from the family. Where you were living through your varsity years should be perfectly adequate to push you through the first three to five years of your working career. What you can do is get a vehicle if necessary for you to get to work and the convenience of being at, at that workplace. What this automatically does, it means that the amount you would have normally paid in, in terms of a rental can go to your savings. And it also means that because you're living in the household, you can share in terms of the groceries and the responsibilities. What's also important is when you do graduate and you get out there, there are certain things which young people must do before they start um, crying foul and black tax. The first thing is don't tell your family how much you earn. Um, the problem of black tax often it results and is directly related to the day you got your first job and you told everyone in the family how great life was is uh, and, in term, and how much you would be earning. By simply blurting out that number, you created an expectation. So you don't need, your family does not need to know how much you earn. You don't need to um, show off and tell them exactly how much you earn. What you could have done is simply come home, tell them you've got a job and with this job you're earning, you're going to be contributing X amount to the family expenses and that's all you can afford. By capping it and by capping the expectation already, you start 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 managing this black tax in terms of how it can impact on you in the long run and then you can start being in control because the reason why a lot of people feel that they do not like this black tax is because you give up control and you give up control to people who are not actually doing the work which puts a toll on you. Now obviously this toll you create on yourself um, starts to affect you and I think that's where we get the negative vibes in terms of what black tax can do in that sometimes you can't concentrate at work you can't finish your assignments and your duties at work because of constant family pressures um, which are eating at you now this psychological blackmail is not right and no one should be subject to that environment where they feel blackmailed to provide for a parent but unfortunately that's the reality where often you know your family will tell you that the child from the neighbor's house has done this they bought a flat screen or they bought their mother a car and automatically that puts you under pressure i think it's important for you to control the money narrative in terms of your earnings potential with your family and manage expectations. I think 
um, try not to give them unrealistic expectations or promises rather just surprise them when you buy mama a car don't tell them mom i'm going to buy you a car don't say dad i'm going to extend the house i'm going to do all these things rather just do it and i think you know as millennials and young people who are feeling the pressure of black tax that's probably what you should be doing in terms of controlling that narrative tell them how much you can afford to help everyone tell them that beyond that you can't do anything more and also what's important is as more and more of your family start earning better incomes maybe start a family stock fell i found families which have been very successful at, at raising significant and saving a lot of money by simply family members who are all working putting together a monthly amount and almost starting a family credit scheme and that family credit scheme is where people borrow money from and where money for funerals and all the unforeseen um, events which happen in life um, is drawn from so suddenly you start having this control over the black tax narrative What I feel is also important around the black tax narrative is for us to just realize that we are, you know, in, in a high pressure environment these days. We don't have a job for life. And yes, jobs are precious. So um, it's important that you do not start taking out loans on behalf of family members. This is something I've actually seen on numerous occasions where a young lady or young man takes out a car loan, an entire car loan on behalf of an uncle who says that he has black, been blacklisted and cannot um, possibly borrow, but he will pay the installment. And after two or three installments, you're stuck with an asset in your name, which is not being paid for, and you start being frustrated. Rule number one, do not go out as surety for your family members. I think even the Bible is very clear on going out as surety for other people. I think it's important that if Malume wants to get a car, you can gladly, you know, almost um, help him to get that car financially as in maybe for a deposit. But whatever you do, do not put your name um, and assign it on that debt. Um, rather find a way around it in terms of having that discussion. Parents often give the most pressure in terms of the actual black tax itself because they're constantly comparing you with your peers and your cousins. And I think it's important that you have those open family discussions around money to explain to them that, yes, you're the first lawyer in the family, but it will take you time before you can start doing some of the things which they are expecting you to do for them. And when they do put that great pressure, start thinking about the ways which we started this conversation to empower the family to create and generate their own wealth. And that way you can actually start, you know, releasing yourself from the burden of black tax. So let's discuss maybe five ways in which you can help your family to empower itself to start earning a bit of income and reduce the tax burden on yourself. In fact, let's not even call it black tax because it is a negative thing. Let's call it the family responsibility on your finances. Now, a lot of our families who tend to rely on us financially are usually staying maybe at Kasi or in the townships. And we need to basically 
think about ways of seeding them so that they can start being established in the township economy to generate a regular income which in time means you do not need to provide for them now if you look at the construct of the township um, economy there's a lot of services and goods which you can buy and give to your family and be, and they can be used to generate income on a regular basis so let's look at for example catering equipment um, and party equipment so you could actually go to chinatown or wherever you want to buy it buy a jumping castle for example and give it to your family and say you know what um, I'm not giving you money this month. Here's a brand new jumping castle. Market it. Um, all the children's parties at all the primary schools, make sure this jumping castle is there and is utilized. So suddenly you've just made out one capital outlay and it's going to start bringing income. Um, catering equipment, obviously you can go buy your family gas stoves or I'm a four plate stove, um, the, the, the catering warmers, the, the chairs, the tents and simply Go and park that equipment at home and say, guys, I bought this equipment. Um, please rent it out and earn an income. So I would say, you know, rental of party um, equipment and ent entertainment equipment is definitely um, an easy way to start generating income, especially when one looks at the construct of the township economy and that these things are always in constant demand for funerals, for uh, ceremonies and all sorts of activities. So suddenly you start releasing yourself from that regular burden. So instead of giving them a lump sum, which just simply goes into consumption, start giving them a lump sum, which goes into wealth creation. A second thing you can probably look at in terms of the same township economy in terms of saying how can I help my family is is related to catering I think food so I've seen people who've gone and bought themselves a kitchen trailer um, which is fully functional with all the equipment you need it's probably got two three four plates it's got the chip fryers it's got you know the the grill it's got everything you need you buy that um, trailer as a once-off yes it's going to cost you a bit of money maybe 40 30,000 rand but you buy it once they park it at the house and they start making um food amakot and 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 it doesn't provide for a huge income in terms of you know it's going to make them rich overnight but it will ensure that every day there is the basics for the house are provided for obviously when you do these things in terms of gifting your family with this seed equipment you need to speak to them and hopefully you have a family that's cooperative because i already know some listeners saying well i know my family would would not want to actually work um, and I think the reason why you tend to get that kind of resistance is probably because you've already created that dependency where they don't want to work. But in most families, you'd find them quite happy to take up something like that as a challenge and start creating money and income. So you might need to just buy them the initial um, stock in terms of what they need to prepare food and the actual trailer. Again, it's a way of saying invest in the township economy. The money is there. Start rather giving those opportunities to your families and they will actually surprise you in terms of what they'll be able to achieve. And finally, um, let's look at one more opportunity. Another opportunity I would probably suggest is agriculture. So, you know, either a piece of land 
um, or if you can, you know, you um, create a, a greenhouse and get the family to start doing produce in there. Um, it's quite possible. It's low investment. And over time, you know, they can start being able to create um, and basically, you know, sell fresh produce and yes it sounds like it's 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 pie in the eyes pie in the sky stuff but that's how we grew up if i remember all of our homes growing up had a vegetable garden and we didn't worry about little things like vegetables like tomatoes and greens etc and cabbage even um also in the same vein you can invest in the family by putting a little ch chicken run um where there's space and the family can go back to our roots where we get our eggs and we've got little chickens there and it provides not only income in terms of um, sales of eggs and the actual chickens but it also provides food in terms of meat for the family yes it's it's old-fashioned but that's the old-fashioned basics we grew up on and we did not like and i think for some of the millennials they never saw these things and hence they feel frustrated and we need to really empower them and say you know what there's nothing wrong in investing in your family through livestock um, if you have a rural village you can go and buy cattle goats more um, pigs and they can actually multiply and actually give handsome returns um, in a very short space of time so let's start exploring um, the family responsibility amount we are paying for our family and saying how can we instead of paying this money directly to people um, invest in something which i can empower my family with um, and we'll be pleasantly surprised because suddenly we start moving away from that scenario where we have a family of dependents but rather have a family of people who are empowered and able to do their own thing it happens in other cultures and societies if you look at the asian households people stay at home until even after they're married and they only move out when they've saved sufficient amounts of money to you know essentially buy a home and we need to have similar um attitude and um approaches in terms of how we are going to get out of home for you young people who are listening to this stay at home for a little bit longer um stay at ekasi for a couple of years and the, the irony is that now even the millennials who used to stay in the suburbs are returning back um to the townships rather invest in in that old house build rooms at the back make yourself comfortable stay there a couple of years move out when you've saved and you've really helped the family in terms of empowering them with some of the ideas which we've discussed and we discussed um, catering we discussed entertainment rental we discussed agriculture in terms of both livestock and um as well as you know growing the actual food produce and we also discussed um the idea of even a, a home kitchen which can provide uh, catering and food for either functions or even just be stationary and located where you used to stay so think about these ideas i think they can work i've seen them work um and let's start escaping the stigma of black tax and calling it family responsibility where we empower our family members um, we start those family stock files and we start creating wealth and before we know it we will no longer um, be so concerned about our extended family because we are 
always concerned about our extended family because we are Africans and our African values will never depart from us. From me, Gerald and Mr. G. Mwandiambira, thank you for joining me on this podcast on Black Tax. For more information, it's at mrgwezo, at mrgwezo, or askgerald.co.za. Um, if you want to follow up on this podcast, we'll probably do one in coming weeks. But for now, this will get you started on Black Tax. Thank you for joining me and see you soon.